I want to talk about Rashmuel, although Shalom, just for a couple of minutes. He was Marish Yeshiva. And to understand that Tamatara Kenegad Kulam, what he was famous, what he was known for, was his Hasmada. Rashmuel Birnbaum never stopped learning. He learned and learned and learned and learned. But not normal. In other words, even Rosh Hashivas, you know, they have a wedding, they have this and that, so they would leave Yeshiva in the middle, they have no choice. Shmuel Bermel never left the base Medrash. He never left till Seder was over. He was my Masada Kedushan. And he told my, he told my parents and myself that he would love to be my Masada Kedushan, but the Chuppah has to be after 8 o'clock. Because he will not leave the base Medrash until Seder is over. And Kachoya, my Chuppah was like at 8.30 and he was, and he was Masada Kedushan. There are many, many stories of his Hasmada, which was, which was amazing. Um, I just heard, I heard today a story where, where and he, he didn't get involved in politics. He didn't get involved in anything outside the base Medrash. That was, that was his world. Sitting and learning and giving share and learning and giving share. He didn't understand anything else. Someone told me a story today that they wanted him to come to the Aguda convention a long time ago. And Rav, Rav Moshe Feinstein, all of a shalom, and uh, Rav, Yaakov, uh, Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky and Muncie, so they were two the two big Yedali Adar, and they wanted to invite him that he should come. They wanted Rav Shmuel Bermel to be there. So the discussion went between them. Rav Moshe Feinstein said, I don't want to call him. So Rav Yaakov said, why don't you want to call him? He says, because any time we call him, we're going to, do, we're going to be Mavatal Taira. Because no matter what time we're, talk, we're going to call him, he's learning. And I don't want to cause the... Shashiva to be Mavatul Torah. So Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky said, I don't want to either. <laughs> so they didn't call him. So they didn't call him. That, that's, how, that's how the G'dayim was scared to call him, because no matter when you're going to call him, he's sitting and learning. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't break up his learning. He was, he was just a person who just sat and learned and learned and learned, and he didn't know anything else. And he was, an, he was I mean, he, he went through Shanghai, he went through the war, but Lamaisi was in America, I think it was in, uh, 55 years, he was in Mir, I mean, a very, very long time. He was my, I was in Yeshiva 30 years ago, 32 years ago. And what? Yeah, he did. He came to a wedding. He was learning. He never, he never, he never, he never stopped learning. Um, so they said a story about Leviah. It's a little hard to understand, but if you knew him, it's not so hard to understand. So he told his son, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm repeating it the way I heard it. I was there. Maybe some people will be scared to repeat such a story because maybe it'll be misunderstood. But I'm just going to explain to you what his, his one of the people who got up and said that Rav Shmuel, Rav Shalom, Rav Shiva, told one of either his son or one of his talmidim that he's davening to Hashem that before he dies, whenever he's going to die, he's supposed to die. He's going to die, but before he dies, he should get cancer. So the student or the or was his son said. The Rosh Hashiva is davening, you should get cancer, Yenamachla, cancer? Why would the Rosh Hashiva daven for such a thing? So this was his answer. He said, what I'm, told, I'm not, I'm not, not davening to die, he didn't want to die, he wanted to live until he was 140. But he said, whatever my time is, I don't want to go up and just go to sleep at night and wake and, 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 and die in my sleep. I want to suffer. And the, the most suffering today is, 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 the, is the disease of cancer. So he said, why does the Rosh Hashiva want to suffer? So he says, because... Because the G'daylum of last door, the Holocaust and everything they went through, the G'daylum of last door, no, when I come up to the next world, I want to learn with them. And, and, and I didn't suffer as much as them. So I'm not going to be on that level. They're not going to learn with me. So I said, if I, if I have to die, at least before I die, I want to suffer. 
so that the Yisurim will take away all my Averis, and I'll be able to sit and learn in the Yeshiva Shomayla to learn with them. So he said to him, but, but Rosh Hashiva lost two sons. Two of his sons, his, one of his, one, the son that was a very, very big in Eretz Yisrael was killed in a car crash. Another son was, was, was killed, uh, was shot by, by accident by, uh, by an Israeli soldier who thought that he was, that he was uh, an enemy. He didn't see him, it was dark, whatever it was, the story. But he lost two sons and two, two big, big people. So, so his, this, this Thomas said to Rosh Hashiva, you suffered enough. You lost two children, you suffered enough. What are you doubting? You should get cancer. He says, no. As much as I suffered, to get to see those people in the next world, I have to suffer more. This is a Shulber man. And he got cancer. He said, ah, Hashem listens to my tillus. You hear? You hear how a person, where a person, and, 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 and two days before he died, so he couldn't, he was, he was always thinking in Torah. Some was saying that, I don't know, he took some kind of t- thing in cancer, they had to treat him, and they, they stuck metal rods in his head while he was up. It was like the most agonizing pain that a human being c- can imagine. And they had like these seven of the best and the biggest, you know, surgeons and doctors were there when they had to do it because it has to be done very carefully. And it's like crazy pain. And his son said by the Leviah that, that he was, the whole time they were doing, sticking these metal things into his head, he was talking Entirely, he was saying, but, but I don't understand the Indian of Psychratia. And these seven doctors are standing there like, there's no human being that can, you know, he's supposed to be screaming in pain. And, and, and here this man is, what is he talking about? They asked the son, what is he talking about? He said, this is my father. He's just a piece of, he's, he's a Gemara. He's, he's a piece of, he's a Gemara. You can, stick, you can stick all the needles you want into a Gemara. The Gemara's not going to cry. He's a Gemara. He's a shtick Gemara. That was the Rosh Hashiva. So he asked them, if he, a week before, he was very, very sick. His son asked him, so is, 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 he said, Tati, are you scared of going to the next world? Are you scared? He asked him, are you scared to go to the next world? He said, what does it mean, the next world? He says, you know, when a person dies, he, he goes to the next world. He says, what's the difference between this world and that world? In this, in this world, you learn, and in that world, you learn. He says, I'm not going anywhere. It's the same thing. What is it to be scared of? He had no, nothing to do with this world. This world was in the base medrash in Mir. I, I, I'm not telling you a story about something we read in a book. I live with this. I, I learned in Mir. I, I'm, you know, I, I, I told you a few weeks ago how I was there. The Rashiva got up, and I was, it was like amazing to me. I watched this man. I mean, most people would have been dead uh, 20 years ago. He had a massive heart attack. He he used to make a joke. They, they, uh, he he. Well, they say when he. When I remember it was more than 20 years ago. I was in yeshiva. It must have been 30 years ago that he had this massive heart attack. And, and he was gone. He was in the other world already. He was gone. And he, say, he came back and he, the doctor said it was such a heart attack that no human being could have, and his heart got very, very weak from it. And he said that he went, he went to the, he, this is what he told somebody, that he went to the, he left this world, he came to the curtain in the next world to go over, and they said, no, the, the, the world needs you. The world, if you're not going to be in that world, it's going to be very bad. And they sent him back down. And, and he said that he, he, he had a, a defibrillator, and they did an operation with a defibrillator under his skin that when his heart stopped, it would, it would shock it, like when you, like a paddles, but it was inside his body. And he used to tell the, he used to tell the guys, he said, I would be walking, and my heart would stop. And I said, Hashem, help me, and my heart would start. It wasn't to him, it wasn't, it was just, it's just he went from Mir Yeshiva, learning Gemara, and, and I'm sure he hopes that the, that the Gemara he was learning, they're learning, what are they learning in Yeshiva Ksuvis? 
that they're learning in Shema, in, 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 in Yeshiva Shemayel, they're also learning Suvis. But this is, this is what, this is the level that he was on. I know somebody that went to him that there was a, somebody that was very sick and they needed a Mephis. You know, so we all go to the big Mukubalim and the Svarish, you know, Chachamim. Rosh Hashiva was a person who sat and learned all day. And, and, and this person was very sick and he gave a bracha and Mamash, or four, the doctors have no idea. So this person came back to Rosh Hashiva and he said, he said, Rosh Shmuel, I understand. How, are you a Mephis? You're a Mukubal? What, you know, you became a Mukubal? He was a Litvish Rosh Hashiva. There's no Kabbalah, you know what I mean? You became a Mukubal? He said, listen. In your whole life, you talked in the Gemara, you talked to Abai and Rava, and Rava and Shmuel, once in a while, you could ask him for a favor. <laughs> That's what he told them. So you're learning all the time, you're saying their name all the time, you're talking to them all the time, because his learning was, you're talking, then, then you can ask him once in a while, you know, Rava, get involved, you know, go in front of Hashem. It's amazing, such a loss that we have, guys. It's so scary, you don't understand in this room, the boys don't understand. But the void, when, it, when a gadol like this, it's sad, he was protecting the whole America. I'm very scared of what's going to happen now that he's not here. The only thing that, uh, that, that, that you can have any hope that we're going to exist is that it also says that when a great tzaddik leaves the world, it's mechaper on the dar. It forgives the dar. And he suffered a lot. So we, we're hoping that he goes in front of the Baruch Hu and that, that the void that he left cannot be replaced. There's nobody, there's nobody that can replace the void. But that he should be mispalled for, you know, he should be mispalled for Klai his Torah was, his Torah was absolutely, it was amazing. And, 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 and he was a regular person. I said to someone, he was a Malach. He said, no, he's not a Malach. Don't tell anyone he's a Malach, because we can't be a Malach. He's a regular person. And, and when you came to this Levaya, it was packed. Thousands, 10,000, 25, I don't even know how many people. And he was a person who never left the base Mandrish. He, he's the most fam- one of the most famous Gedolim of the Dar. But he never mixed in politics or kashris or any organizations. He lived in the base medrash and became the most famous person outside the base medrash. Because Talmud Torah is connected to Learning Torah, that's, that's above and beyond everything else.